Hey guys, Tina Anderson, Get Fit, Stay Healthy, part of TA7 Productions, Inc., and now oftentimes combined with my syndicated radio show, Life in the Groove. And today I have, oh my goodness, a great show. I'm so glad that you are listening right now. This is really interesting. I talked to some uh, representatives from instantchemistry.com about human compatibility and scientific research that shows relationship markers Um, A combination of genetics and and, uh, psychology strongly affect who we're attracted to and how successful our relationships will be. It's about our immune systems and all kinds of genetic markers. So I'm going to talk to, or I did talk to Carmelia, Carmelia i got to say her name right. Carmelia Ray and Jeremy Bluevol. What names? Wow. Anyway, I talked to them, and so I've got the whole show for you. And then I ended with uh, tips for basically trying to get through finals or cramming or tests, or even if you're trying to do a presentation, things to help you with your brain and memorization and kind of keeping it together. But specifically, keep this if you've got finals coming up or even if you have test anxiety. A lot of great tips. I have, let's see, a total of 16 of them to help you pass it along to your kids or anyone else you know that's going through any kind of uh, examinations or anything like that. So anyway, that's what we have coming up here in just moments. I'm glad you tuned in. Thank you so much. Don't forget TinaAndersonOC.com to connect with me uh, pretty much on any level. Love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what you think about uh, this next conversation. And is there love at first sight? According to Carmelia, there is not. So you can listen and find out why. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, guys. Welcome to Life in the Groove. Once again, broadcasting from the beautiful second floor Alchemy Water Studios, where I am serving up something very special for you. As you know, doses of clarity and inspiration, fun, levity, and the practical tips, because I'm all about being practical and pragmatic. I want you to live the good life. I want you to live it healthy and strong and in balance. Uh, You can find me if you haven't already. What the heck? TinaAndersonOC.com is my blog for all things groovy. And in the groove, TinaAndersonOC.com. By the way, getting a lot of hits on my diet and exercise jumpstart for June and my nice long list of motivations and reminders in there and still getting um, questions about my uh, blog entry on um, several topics, including the abdominal exercises and getting shingles about a year ago. So anyway, thanks for joining me there. I appreciate it. And if you haven't already, you can catch all my social media stuff there as well. You can always call us toll free and leave a message anytime you want. 855-892-9606. It's got to be positive though. No, you can leave whatever you want. (laughs) I don't care. Uh, I'll address it. Uh, And so anyway, welcome to the show once again, whatever you're doing over the weekend and wherever you're listening, sending you out positive vibrations that you are uh, living the life that you should live and deserve to. And you know, I'm trying to help you do that. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to kick it off with my guests. Usually I have tips that I start with, um, health and fitness kind of headlines. This is an important topic, and we're going to start off right away because we're entering, you know, the month of June where people start getting married and uh, start uh, going to weddings and celebrations, and that causes uh, joy, and sometimes it causes sadness, right? If you're going and you go to a wedding and you see this couple in love and you think, I cannot believe I can't find someone, or you're in the middle of a divorce and you're saying to yourself, I can't believe I'm in this situation. 
maybe again, or you're dealing with, um, I don't know, a relationship issue. Listen, um, you know, life is to be lived with joy, but if you don't have someone to, to enjoy life with, it can be really tough. So um, anyway, I want to help you with that. So today on the show, there's a website that is called instantchemistry.com. And I have two individuals from that organization with me today. And the first one, in fact, I forgot to ask Jeremy how you say your last name. Is it Jeremy Bluval? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, Jeremy Bluval. And he's a, a co-founder. He's an engineer. Um, so... Um, I'm assuming that the brains and kind of the science is what we'll talk about with you as far as what you've done, because I know you've worked on developing devices for detecting and treating cancer. That's a big deal. And Carmelia Ray, did I say that right as well? Yes, Carmelia Ray. Carmelia. Okay, so I should put my little emphasis um, in the right spot there. And you're a relationship and dating expert, and you've helped over 60,000 singles uh, seven thousand clients, and you've you have an ebook about keeping your soulmate attracting and keeping your soulmate. I just read a book about um, souls; it's fantastic. Um, that's a whole other subject, but about your soul, the journey of your soul, crazy stuff. Anyway, and um, this is about human compatibility and the science behind it. So, in this first segment, I want to start with the actual physical test uh, that you guys provide how that came about. And so I don't know if that's a, if that's, I'm directing that to Jeremy perhaps for the first question. Sure. Yeah, I can definitely take that one. Um, so basically it's, it's a really exciting new field of science, uh, basically the science of human attraction. And uh, scientists have been studying it for about a little over 20 years now. And it was really kickstarted by one kind of famous experiment. Uh, you, you may, you may have heard about it. It's called the smelly t-shirt test. No, I did not hear about the smelly T-shirt test, uh, but I have those many days in my teenagers' rooms, so I'm very okay. <laughs> probably for a different well, yeah, not probably for the same reason, but just you know, boys. Anyway, go ahead, smelly T-shirt test. I love this. What is that? Yeah, so this is something that was done in Switzerland, um, and a researcher took uh, a number of men, made them wear uh, T-shirts without any colognes, without any perfumes or anything like that, and they walked around in these T-shirts for a few days, filling them with their natural body odor. He then took these T-shirts uh, at the end of this, this couple days and stuck them in different boxes and invited women in to come and smell these T-shirts and rank which ones had the most attractive smell to them. And what he found was a really interesting result, was that the women found the T-shirts to be most attractive uh, had were associated with the man with the most different or dissimilar immune system genes from them. And that really kind of sparked new, new interest in a new, really a field of research in genetics that, that has really sparked what we're doing here today. So, the, so we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so we look at, we look at a number of, uh, of genes that are associated with compatibility. So it's kind of those immune system genes that he indicated in and we can kind of look back, and there's, it's based on evolutionary principles as well, the whole notion that we've, we've grown to be able to sniff out our ideal mate, and we want to mate with someone with a more different immune system so that we have more healthy children because our children will have more healthy immune systems. Wow, so that was going to ask you. So it, it comes back to sort of the survival of the species, in a sense? Well, not exactly. I mean, it's, it's more just mimicking natural mating patterns that would happen in, in nature. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're really just uh, bringing those out, uh, analyzing them, 
because right now what we do is we live in a society where people cover up their, their scents, they're with uh, colognes and perfumes, and especially when you're on, on an online dating website, you can't smell the person <laughs> sitting across the computer from you. need a you, scratch right? and so, sniff app. Okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you're right. And I was going to ask you about perfumes and colognes because you, you're not going to get the natural scent, right, on, on many of your dates, I guess, unless you get intimate or something right away. And that, I don't know. I mean, do your, does your smell, does it grow with um, intensity as the perfume dissipates? I mean, is there like, okay, you have to be with someone for four hours or something, and then the cologne is gone and the natural smell comes out? Is there a time frame? Yeah, exactly. So basically what, what we want to do is, is understand the long-term chemistry of, of people. And so the, your natural body odor is going to be the one that stays with you for your whole life. The cologne, the perfume that you wear before a date is really temporary. So what we're looking at is really the long-term relationship compatibility, that, that scent that you're going to be attracted to for a long time. So that's so what we really are looking are at. You, would you recommend then that people, when they are meeting someone, obviously that they are um, just with their own natural, you know, odor, like don't wear anything, don't nothing that could perhaps, um, you know, mask their natural smell? Well, not necessarily. I mean, what I would recommend for them is to do the instant chemistry test. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, there you go. Right at instantchemistry.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to chime into that because you mentioned about uh, perfume and odor and and on the dating side, I usually recommend to people to not completely drench or mask um, themselves with this odor. But further to that point, there are companies uh, right now, perfume companies, that are actually injecting pheromones into the perfume as a way to attract the opposite sex. There are pheromone perfumes that are specifically placed for men um, to attract women and, ad- and adversely uh, women to attract men. So in light of that, the genet- that might also cause a sort of an instant reaction, an unexplained kind of attraction through the nose because you're appealing to a genetic sense and you might, um, you know, I guess you're explaining the science behind that trigger uh, the attraction gene so that you find this person more attractive because you're using your scent. But on a genetic level, that will fade. So the instant chemistry test will uh, absolutely give you some kind of indicator as to the compatibility on the genetic level to your potential partner or to a number of partners that you're looking to compare, as an example, which is where the matchmakers come in. It's an amazing tool for them, given the genetic level of compatibility. Forty percent of attraction can be attributed to genes alone, uh, not including personality and all these other uh, factors, behavior and whatnot. So matchmakers, um, certain matchmakers, the ones that we're working with, uh, are adopting this new technology and just adding more uh, to the selection process, giving their clients uh, much better service Wow! and confidence in the match. Well, so we'll get into that. Absolutely. And we come back in the next segment. There's so much I, I want to ask you guys. So really revealing the science of attraction and, um, and digging into this uh, genetic component on Life in the Groove as we continue with instant chemistry and the representatives in just moments. Life in the Groove, right back with you. 
Carmelia Ray and Jeremy Bluevol are here, and they are representing instantchemistry.com. Ooh, this is interesting stuff. Revealing the science of attraction, not to be confused with the law of attraction, um, a whole different thing. And uh, this, I think, you guys, if you are just tuning in, you missed a little bit of what we talked about. I'm always telling you, don't miss the first part of the show. Uh, So just to review, we're talking about kind of the science of this and the fact that um, our immune systems are sort of seeking out someone uh, different to make sure that we can mate with someone and create, you know, a strong existence if we're going to procreate, I guess. And the whole idea of matching uh, kind of our, I guess it's not DNA. Uh, am I am I saying that wrong? Is there DNA involved in this? When you talk to, when you talk about the genes, yeah, absolutely. It is DNA that we're looking at. Okay. Genes are just little portions of your DNA that, that we. Okay, look at. so so um, so let me. I want to I want to get into the science of it. But Jake, you can get on mic for a second. Have you? Jay is going to get over to his mic. He's my engineer. Have you ever um, been? next to someone where you feel like there's instant chemistry and let me before he answers can I ask you this does it have to be with a mate that you might want to like mate with as in you know like an um partner for life or could it even be friends do you feel an attraction if they felt an attraction with even a friend is that would that show up in your test as well is this only really someone that you would have a love relationship with yeah, I mean, so what we're looking at is more along the lines of romantic compatibility. Okay, so Jay, have you ever, okay, so sorry to interrupt. Have you ever, has it ever happened to you, do you think, in all your years where you have... <laughs> all my years. Yeah, all your I, years. I think so. Yeah, yeah where well, you feel like, because I have to say in, um, in in my case that Kirk and I were not like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. We were, there was not, and we were both kind of not interested and in dating other people and it just didn't seem like it was, he was the right person. I told my friends, ah, this is going to happen. And then later on, we ended up growing in friendship, and then you know we've been together twenty five years happily. So um, I think that have you? Do you? What about your parents? Were they like boom right away? Um, I think it was a pretty instant attraction. Really, yeah, from, from the stories my mom tells me, and my dad isn't really opened up too much about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think so. I think yeah. it was a pretty pretty quick attraction between them. Okay, so what I'm asking you is then this test. Let's go back. We can address that um, more with the relationship side of this, but. Tell me about this test then, because there are people who will say, yes, I felt like we were meant to be soulmates immediately. Others, like myself, that did not happen, but I do believe I'm with my soulmate. So we're going to jump into that. So hold on, you guys. We'll talk about that. But let's tell me about the test. Is it a blood test? Is it saliva? What happens if I want to do this instant chemistry test? Sure. So it's as simple as going to our website. Um, you can go on our website, purchase a, what we call a couples test. And uh, you'd receive a little, two little test packages in the mail, and they're two little spit cups. You just uh, throw a little bit of saliva in there, um, and then uh, put it in a prepaid return envelope and send it right back to us. Uh, it's really that simple. So the coolest part, though, is um, when you log into our, our online system, you can kind of analyze your results and, and you know, really understand yourself a little more, understand your relationship. And the, the immune system part that I was talking about before is just the, just the tip of the iceberg. So we're actually starting to look at new new genes associated with emotion levels, and we're also looking at personality as well. So we're really throwing in a lot of different elements in there to make this a really comprehensive test so you can really help nurture your relationship and help it grow and better okay. understand your partner. All right. So, and I might be jumping ahead a little bit, and I, and I promise we'll come back to this whole thing about, you know, um, can you sense someone, a soulmate right off the bat? But so let's say that I 
that I give this to someone and they take it, and I know this comes up all the time, and the results don't look like you're compatible. I mean, is it a matter of, okay, we have to, like, is it like a marriage counseling session but with your DNA? Like, okay, we know we're both procrastinators, so one, or we know we're both impulsive, but we love each other, we're going to make it work. Is it the same thing when you get the results? Uh-oh, we have some areas that we need to watch? Yeah, definitely, and Carmela can touch more on this, but I'll just say that what we do is, you know, the intention of this is not to create breakups, it's to help the relationship grow, and if there are, say, incompatibilities in one area, for example, in the emotional component, we give you suggestions as to ways that you can improve your relationship. For example, if one partner seems to be more passive and one partner, uh, or both partners are passive, for example, then we can tell you that maybe it's better for one of them to be more dominant in certain situations or more assertive. So we give you little tips and tricks to maybe help your relationship grow. So it is kind of a little bit of a counseling session uh, and it's an investment into your relationship. That's really what it is. And is there an age requirement? Do you have to be like through puberty? To, I mean, because your genes changing, or are they set? Once you have your DNA, you have your DNA. So if someone's like seventeen or eighteen or fifteen, would it make sense early on to do something like this? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Your your DNA stays the same without you through your whole life, and, and your core personality really generally stays the same as well. Um, but I'm sure that there will be a little bit of variation uh, as to how you answer the personality questions as you get older. But oh, okay. uh, so you... your core personality generally stays the same and your temperament generally stays the same. And well, so, so do you do you only do this then if you have someone else to do this with you or can you do this on your own just to find out something about yourself? So right now the way we way it works is uh, on our website you can purchase um, the couple's kit so that you have to have someone else to do it with you. Uh, but we also work with matchmakers and, and an online dating website where if you're single, you can go on there, order a, a singles test, and test yourself against a bunch of other people. Oh, that's right. We're gonna, and we're going to jump into that. Um, so we're, we're definitely going to get to that. So you just send it in, and then they give you the results. And what, uh, what have you seen so far? How long have you been doing this? Is there another company that, you, that does something similar that you're trying to enhance what you do? And what are your results thus far? Well, really, I mean, I would compare ourselves to 23andMe out of anybody. Um, 23andMe is kind of the biggest, well, most well-known genetic testing company on the block, uh, but they're looking at health-related uh, uh, genes, so, so things that, that are pre- pre- potentially predisposing to oh, cardio- all, cardiovascular disease and di- like diabetes, things like that, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. We're looking at all the non-health-related genes, all the genes that have to do with your behavior, your relationships, and so on. Okay. So it's a little bit different there. But in terms of the results, we're actually just launching with um, with an online dating website called singledout.com and just starting to launch with a few matchmakers in the United States, um, in New York City, in L.A., and Santa Barbara. So we're pretty excited to start uh, selling this and giving giving you know, uh, Americans access to this technology. Oh, okay. So you don't have a lot of results yet. You're that new that you don't you can't report back on what you've been the feedback if, you know, you haven't sold enough, or, I mean, is that how new you guys are? No, so what, what we've do we're actually a Canadian-based company, so we've been working with two matchmakers here in Canada, uh, and we have been working for, I guess, half a year now in Canada matching people. So we have matched a few couples now already who are successful yeah, we, in a relationship. I'll, I'll jump in and say okay, that we've sure. already had a lot of success with um, the matchmakers and, and who have used the science, who have had successful... Um, match as a result of that because the challenge with a lot of matchmakers is that we can match you according to what looks good on paper 
the additional piece of the genetic aspect will help to, um, you know, choose a partner that they would find physically attractive or genetically attractive, which is the attraction factor. And there has been, um, Instant Chemistry before launching has had already tested couples that were in long-term relationships that uh, indicated high level of relationship satisfaction, and there's lots of uh, research that's already been done regarding this particular test that has proven couples that, it, that are um, in a long-term relationship reporting relationship satisfaction had a high genetic component of compatibility. I think, Jeremy, what was their average range, 80, was it 74 to 84%? You would know the numbers. Yeah, the average couple ranged in about 70 to 80%. That's correct. Right. The ones that we tested that were together for 20 years, 30 years, at like a significant amount of time that were still married, that still liked each other, okay, <laughs> that still found each other attractive, um, they came back they came back with that relationship satisfaction, and it was proven that they just happened to have a genetic match. There's some relationship to that, for sure. Okay. Well, it's so fascinating, and I think anything that can help us find the right the right person. Um, as we wrap up this segment, here's what I want to get into next, and this is more into the relationship aspects of this. And I want to, I want to go back to really the question of trusting your instincts if you don't have this test, and certainly it's out there now, but let's just talk to someone out there and you know that is dating right now and trusting your instincts. Um, if you don't have a test, what's the, what are some of the factors, things that you can think about with your own intuition when you meet someone and recognizing chemistry with someone? We, I think we all kind of know what that means, but maybe we can get into it a little bit more and we'll jump into more of your experience with all these couples and singles and sure. everything else and try to give people some takeaways and some tips because uh, we know that we're meant to you know, be with someone. I believe we are anyway, most of us anyway. And so let's see if we can help some people that are listening right now, or maybe they can help someone else if they don't want to do the smelly t-shirt test, which I love. Jay, you need to do the smelly t-shirt test. You can do your own. I love that. I'm going to have my kids do that. Anyway, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Carmela and we're going to talk to Jeremy Moore um, with instantchemistry.com and um, the language of love and chemistry and all those good things as we continue in moments on Life in the Groove. my love mates <laughs> we're talking about dating and love and relationships and uh we're talking about the science of attraction um your immune system seeking someone out that's going to lift up and partner with <laughs> with you and make a, a stronger union now carmela um here's my question in this in the five minute segment we have now is there such a thing as love at first sight that is such a great question, and my response is, I think there's such a thing as lust at first sight. Okay, did you catch it, everybody? L-U-S-T, lust. And lust. Lust. It's a different because L word. When you okay. think about the definition of love, love is something that grows for people. People who are in love after, being, after seeing somebody that they're just drawn to, you, you, you lust before you love. So there's lust at first sight. Love is something that develops. And when you are in lust and you have this drive of being in love, Dr. Helen Fisher just describes it 
so well in all of her works on the brain and love, but your brain is under a different, um, filled with different chemicals that you're not, that are not normal in your normal way of being. And the drive for love is so strong and it, it actually, you lose your rationale at times. You know, so someone in love has the same drive as someone who wants to, or a, a, a deeper drive than someone who fears somebody, like, it can make you do all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> So That's for sure. I don't believe in love at first sight under the context that love, in, in my opinion, of the true definition of love, takes time to develop. Okay. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that there's that, that instant um, attraction you have for someone, but until you know a lot about them, it could be just lust. It could be the physical side. It could be a bad boy, right? You hear about that all the time, attracted sure. to that. Is it true that opposites attract? Of course, I, I believe that opposites attract, but similar people attract. But there are some, as to that statement of the bad boy factor, I know many couples in, that have stayed together that are complete opposites, but it's a matter of communication and being aware of how to work with one another to respect those differences and to honor those uh, individual differences as well. Uh, well, and that makes the most sense. Like, you know, my husband and I have a lot of exp- just very different traits. But what I found is, and, and this is my next question, if someone's um, looking, you know, for a partner, um, it seems to me that some of us that get married in our mid-20s or early 20s, or God, there's people that get married even, that have gotten married even younger, it almost seems to me like, you know, there's some divine intervention because we change so much as we go through life. And um, I guess with your test, you have what you're saying, if I'm getting this correct, and with what you guys help with, which we'll get into the next segment, is that you need, if you have the foundation that supports that with communication and with all that, you have a better chance of making it. There's no guarantee because we do, right? I'm sure you see this when you're working with all your couples. Someone, I got married at 25, I'm very different at 52. And as we change and we both go through things, there's, uh, there's definitely. Um, the, the hills, the valleys, the, the, you know, rocky roads that you have to sustain in life. And it does change you as a person. I, I, I agree. I think right now in the world that we live in, the information that we have access to is, is incredible. And, and right now, even online dating sites do their best at trying to filter, helping you filter the person that you think would be compatible to you. Sometimes the challenge, however, is that individuals don't really know what they're looking for. So they put in, they put the parameters they think are good for them, and that's why working with a professional, working with a matchmaker, working with products and tools like Instant Chemistry in the absence of someone who can guide you through that selection process will give you additional information so that you can make a more informed choice about how much you want to invest into this person. You know, can I really stand someone who's a polar opposite of me um, in my genetic match matchmaking? It, it might work, but it requires a certain amount of effort, and am I willing to put in that effort? A okay. deeper level of awareness and understanding allows you to go into it fully informed and knowing in advance what it's going to take to make this relationship work. All right. Well, when we come back on the final segment with you guys, I want to just get uh, a summary maybe, uh, Carmela, from you, um, and we can mention the dating site that you guys did, or how, the matchmaker thing as well. But maybe just, you know, some takeaways. Someone's 
um, searching for love. Someone's trying to find quote their soulmate, or and just frustrated, or they're just like, I don't, I don't even, I don't want to go to bars. I can't do this right now. Just maybe some tips on. Okay, let's wake up tomorrow with a fresh start and a, a different mindset, and maybe two or three things to think about, uh, and or whatever you want to add to that. And maybe we can send people out with a little more hope, and we'll give out all your information as well in case they want to check out what you guys are doing. And um, and then your matchmaking, I guess. I'm not sure if you have a favorite dating site or if you have one or if you know about all the dating sites, if you think there's one better than the other because there's a zillion and there's like all different genres now. You know, I know that my friend was on a cowboy one for cowboys and ranchers only. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's a little bit of everything. So we'll come back. Let's wrap up with that um, in just moments. Life in the Groove, guys. Hang tight. Okay, guys, so here here we go. This is the nitty-gritty as well. Um, Carmela Ray, who is the chief marketing officer at Instant Chemistry, and 22 years of experience in getting people in their relationships uh, happily, <laughs> is going to talk to us about uh, maybe a couple tips to find your soulmate and or maybe, um, I don't know if it's your dating site or if you have a favorite or how to, let's talk to someone who's looking for love. What do you say? Sure. Um, well, seeing that you invited uh, the conversation to say, what would I do? I just actually just came out with my ebook that addresses that exact question, which is finding the one. And you can find that on my site. We can go through that afterwards. But I think one of that you said mentioned three tips. The first in relationship that everybody needs to manage before they even think of dating is having the right mindset and making sure that the relationship with themselves is a healthy one. And that before they get into, into you know, thinking about dating, that they really love and appreciate themselves first so that they can love and appreciate someone else. So that would be my, my first tip. The second thing is that I would certainly advise that someone has a game plan for success. A lot of people do not schedule time out to, to that search process. Whether you commit to yourself, you know, Every Monday, I'm going to do something social. Every Wednesday, I'm going to check my email on my online dating site. Get, set yourself some personal goals in terms of dating as you would in, in your financial goals, in your family life goals. So make sure that you're scheduling a timeout and have a game plan. The other thing I would, I would advise someone to do is have a support group or a, or a healthy support network. Individuals that you've told that you're in this search process that will encourage you, that will keep you accountable so that they can say, hey, how's the search going? And that there are positive influences in your life and that they understand healthy relationships and not the kind of friends that would say, oh, you don't want to do that or you don't want to do that and, and, and are filled with all of these you know, negative stereotypes. So it's really important you surround yourself with people that are quite positive and are going to support you. Okay. And do you guys have a site that people can go to like a match.com or do you recommend a couple that you know you think work well? Well, I think uh, relationship blogs are important um, for someone who's looking at online dating. As an example, going to a review site might be helpful. Uh, bestdatingsites.com is a recommended review oh, site that okay. I would recommend. Um, and then, of course, as Instant Chemistry is uh, launching a blog, we do have a blog on our site that will come up with dating tips. I'm in New York right now. I'm at Agape Match in New York. 
Uh, they are a matchmaker, and they also have a blog filled with tips. So for anyone who's looking at the dating process that's just in unfamiliar territory, I would really take the time to once a week, once a month, read 10 or, uh, 10 or diff- uh, 15 different blogs so that you can further educate yourself and how to get ahead and how to show up properly, whether you're online or in person. Okay, good enough. And so as we wrap up this segment, um, and thank you so much, Jeremy, as well, who is um, engineer helping to, you know, help to engineer this and put it together. And, uh, and I appreciate your input on this. So let's just give the information one more time. I, I've already said that if you guys want to go to instantchemistry.com, you can go take the test there. Is there another site or other places you'd like to recommend? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, people, people can, in addition to what Carmelia said, I mean, those were all great tips. People can go to um, singledout.com without the E. Um, and that's really an awesome uh, new online dating platform that integrates instant chemistry directly in, into uh, into the online dating experience. So you kind of get all the all the online dating experience that you would on another site, but you get the biological aspect as well and the psychological aspect. So it's really kind of cool way to learn about yourself and find compatible singles. Okay, awesome. All right, instantchemistry.com as well. Thank you, Carmela. Thank you, Jeremy, so much. This will be, you guys, um, if you're like trying to write things down, this um, will also be on um, on my podcast, and that will be tinaandersonoc.com. You can go to the radio tab and then go to podcast, and it will be uploaded there as well. So you can listen to it at your leisure or give it to a friend who might need it, and you don't have to worry about trying to keep track of everything that we talked about. Hey, to the both of you, thank you. Um, Best wishes, and I appreciate what you're doing. Good stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Okay. All right. Take care, guys. Right back, guys, with tips on studying if you're cramming for finals. That's my engineer, Jay Olin, just spot on, whoop, whoop, because I'm talking about school right now in the sense of studying and cramming. It's Life in the Groove, Tina Anderson. How you doing? Uh, if you're just tuning in, you've got to go to my podcast because we talked to someone from instantchemistry.com. Did you have love at first sight? Are you looking for some love? Are you looking for a relationship? We talked all about that. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, so that's on my uh, on Tina Anderson, OC, my blog, uh, radio, and then the podcast tab. All right. Um, I'm sure, Jay, that you pulled all-nighters in college. I pulled two in my four years of college. I did finish in four years. Back then, we could finish in four years. All the classes were available. Um, did you pull all-nighters? For sure. Sh- yeah, but not partying, studying. Did you? Yeah. Do- <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you find, this is what I found. I found that if I, if I did get a little sleep, though, I was best if I crammed a little bit and took a little break, crammed more, and slept a little bit, and woke up and took the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so that's that's really, the, it's the truth for the most part. So I've got some tips for you. Maybe your kids are already out of school. Maybe you're, already, uh, you're out of school, but you can use these later. And also, if you're working on something for work, and you need to stay healthy, and you, you've got a PowerPoint, you've got to remember a bunch of stuff, or whatever it is. So here are some um, ways to stay kind of stress, less have less stress, and to do better. If you are cramming for tests, you have finals, or like I said, something else. So number one, these are according, this is according to research. Number one, you're better off with the music off if there are lyrics, because lyrics hinder the brain from full concentration. 
And I think that's kind of obvious. A lot of us say, oh, I like music. I'm like, yeah, but if you're listening to music with lyrics, your brain's going to pull into lyrics. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't um, fool yourself with that. So if you're going to have maybe, cla- even classical for me, I have to have complete silence when I'm studying. I need silence. What about you? Yeah, I'm I probably more angle towards the silence yeah. thing. Because, yeah, you get distracted. I mean, yeah, completely. I would, so I had to have, I tried it, complete silence. According to the research, if you chew gum, it can boost mental performance. That's according to Wired Science. You should have lights on. It is a factor in the brain's ability to focus. So you should have a brightly lit room. Of course, you don't fall asleep that way as easy, too. Mm-hmm. Right? So not a dim room. Uh, coffee's fine. It does stimulate short-term memory, and it can speed up your reaction times. Obviously, we know if we overdo it. You know how it feels if you have too much coffee. But caffeine definitely helps with short-term memory. Taking breaks, like just going forever and ever and ever is not good. I, I would have to take breaks. Well, Absolutely. I think it's natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, cramming is okay, but you need space according to the research. So um, that is what we talked about, Jay, and I just mentioned, taking a, a nap or sleeping at least two or three hours. You know, we've pulled over. I've done all-nighters, but that was when I was writing a research paper or something. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't for tests. Uh, for tests, I would try to get some sleep. So you're better off if you allow some time in between cramming and taking the test. That's according to a study at Jay's favorite school, UCLA. <laughs> uh. <laughs> USC grad. Um, change up your, your study or work area. So move around a little bit. Don't stay in the same spot. According to psychology today, if you move around, maybe go over here, you're by the window. Like, don't just stay in the same spot. It kind of stimulates your brain, mm-hmm. okay? Um, write it out by hand. I find this fascinating because I, I've always been a handwriter. Like, a lot of people that do shows like I'm doing, everything's on their laptop. Um, I write things out, as Jay can see, right? And yeah. I, it's typed, but I have notes. It's supposedly, you're better off remembering things if you've written them out, not typed them out. I'm not printing them out. That's okay. But when you use a keyboard versus handwriting, you tend to remember when you take notes. You make little notes. You remember those better. And probably one of the last generations to really do that. Because when I was at USC, I I had the same thing. I had, you know, five or six notebooks that would write stuff down in. But I think a lot of kids now just take their iPads or laptops and just do it that way. I could never take notes on an iPad. But people did it when I taught college at Saddleback. When I taught radio, people would do it. And I just, I can't do that. Obviously, eating well, and we know this, but there's brain food, smart food, blueberries, salmon, nuts, seeds, avocados, whole grains, beans, pomegranate juice, tea, and dark chocolate. So there, I just mentioned that quickly, but again, this will be on my podcast. I'll, I'll do the whole show so you guys can keep track of this if you need to. Staying active, we know that already. Like, move around. I actually did like a 30-minute workout sometimes in between, just to move. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that helped out as well. Drink lots of water, you guys. If you're dehydrated, you're going to struggle. So uh, you got to get your water in. And um, they showed that even sipping water during exams, the study showed you had better test scores if you can. So sipping water versus, you know, getting, if you're sitting there for two or three hours. Also, meditation has shown to help. The mindfulness sort of training supposedly helps on reading comprehension tests because it, it, it kind of tests or it kind of creates a, pre-test situation where you get to concentrate and it helps you to focus on something and not be what you said was distracted. Okay. So meditation and then of course some sleep. Dreaming might actually activate and reorganize your learned material, which I think is fantastic. A couple more I learned when I was in my, when I was going to go for grad school, which I did, but I did that pre, the gym, um, the pre-grad testing program or whatever it was. But anyway, they told me this, never memorize um, in a prone or supine position. That means laying down. Mm-hmm. So stand up, move around, walk even. Don't lay down. Use acronyms to memorize. 
fantastic shortcut. And tell a story with your notes. So if you're trying to memorize a PowerPoint even or um, something that is chronological or, or not, create a storyboard with your notes. Like, well, you know, um, and if you're, for instance, if you're trying to memorize words, like I remember, I'll never forget the word bucolic because I remember thinking driving my car in a countryside, mm-hmm. the bucolic meaning the right. outside. And so I, I remember a car and driving in the countryside. I'll never forget that word. But they said, create a story with your thoughts. So when you go back to it, you're not trying to remember something, but you have an entire storyboard. Or music, sing it if you're musical. Right. So I think those are all really interesting ways because, you guys, it's a lot about how you study, right? It's, it's like your, your techniques. A lot of us are really smart. We freeze up at tests or we, can't, we, just, we go crazy. We just, I can't remember anything. So hopefully those will help you. All right, there you go. Gosh, lots of good information today. All right, so there you have it. You know how to study. You know how not to cram. You got some tips if you're going to be doing a PowerPoint or you have an important something to remember. <sighs> That's what I do here on Life in the Groove. All right, guys, have a great and fantastic week. Don't forget TinaAndersonOC.com. And until we meet again, make good choices. Good choices. Set appropriate boundaries. Those are so important. Spread some good vibrations in the world. We need, with all the news going on in this past week, oh my goodness, we need you to spread good vibrations in the world. Find something to laugh about every day because that is a healer. Laughter is medicine for your soul every day, even if you have to read the comics. And please, 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 please (laughs) manage your stress before it manages you, because that's what it'll do. This is Tina Anderson reminding you to live your life in the groove, and we'll catch you next weekend.